Hey, y'all. Welcome back to a Tuesday, April 12th edition here on the Chase Thomas podcast, where I am still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from a dreary, rainy Knoxville, Tennessee. Just ask Khaleesi the dog, who has not done well this morning with the storms here in Knoxville, Tennessee, but she'll get through it. She'll get through it. Um, on today's show, all things NFL, enveloping the NFL on uh, the Chase Thomas podcast with 49ers hubs, Evan Swords and Jarrett Bailey. Uh, we hit on a bunch of NFL topics on this very podcast, the Jags considering Trayvon Walker at one, um, the latest on the Niners. Could the Falcons take Desmond Ritter in the top 10? That's something, there's some buzz there, uh, where the Steelers are at in their draft process. Um, most intriguing quarterback situations heading into uh, 2022. So we had a lot of fun with that being our headliner on this edition of the podcast. Um, so yeah, that it, fun show for you guys today on the April 12th, uh, 2022 edition here on the Chase Thomas podcast. So, uh, folks, if this is your first time checking out this very program, I would very much like it if you could go ahead and hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you get your podcast so that you never miss a future episode. If you're already subscribed to this very feed, uh, thank you. But also, make sure you go ahead and leave this show a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you get your podcast. It helps other people find the show and helps this show continue to grow. Uh, also, Sports Renaissance Man. That's me, sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. That's where all my writing will be going forward. Uh, really going all out with that uh, as we wrap up grad school here at the University of Tennessee, Knoxville. And yeah, so I, I'm going to be writing a bunch. I've already started writing a lot on that Substack, um, the daily newsletter. So uh, go ahead and subscribe to that. That easy. Just type in your email. Um, there will be um, some lock posts. So that is part of it is I'm going to be writing a lot. And uh, that's just where where we're going. Um, so go do that if you've not already done so. We're on YouTube, of course, if you'd like to watch this very podcast. YouTube.com. Type in the Chase Most Podcast. Won't miss an episode. That simple. That easy. Go ahead and take care of that today. Um, yeah. All right, Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. Love that. Oh, look at that! Before we even get started, we have a cold open of "Love That" from Mr. Evan Swords <laughs> out there in Los Angeles, California. Evan, how excited are you not to be in Portland, Oregon, where there's snow all over the ground right now? April 11th, and it's snowing. Get mm-hmm. out of there. Yeah, I want nothing to do with that. I am fully justified in my aggressively expensive rep. <laughs> oh man, I, uh, I yeah, it, it, it's been weird weather here in Knoxville, but I think it's supposed to get up to eighty tomorrow, which is great. I'm just oh. over it. I like the cold. I like that, but I like it in January, February, even. We're in mid-April now. My birthday is next Monday. Got we got to move on. I got to move forward to uh, to the summertime. I'm ready to transition out of that. I don't I don't like the back and forth. Jarrett Bailey is also here. How is the weather in uh, Pittsburgh, Jarrett? It's crap. It's been horrible. <laughs> sure. like, I saw I, I saw some sort of stat yesterday, um, a, a weather stat. How about that, guys, by the way? Yeah. Um, so apparently ever since the start of the new year, there's only been four completely sunny days in Pittsburgh. Four. The rest of them have had some sort of precipitation, been cloudy at some point. Pittsburgh has become the Seattle of Pennsylvania. That's what I was going to say. Four days? 
only four completely sunny days. So what I mean, like, there's what is the good parts of Pittsburgh? Like, what are the parts that you love? What are the parts that like when you, when someone's like visiting Pittsburgh? What, what are the parts where you're like, yo, like you got to see this, like the highlight reel, if you will. Well, I live on the south side, which is like, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, there's like more bars per square foot on the south side of Pittsburgh than like anywhere else in America or something like that. Oh, I'm pretty so sure that's a really real stat. Are, you really are like another Portland. I'm in like the fun part of Pittsburgh, I would say. Yeah, so Portland yeah. has like the most breweries per capita. Right, right. Is that and true? It's also complete. Yeah, most breweries and strip clubs per capita. Nice. And all, yeah. also, I mean, there's other cool stuff. I mean, uh, I'm making into like toys. I'm starting to get into like toy collecting. There's a place called D&E Collectibles. It's about 20 minutes from the south side. Uh, if you're if you're a toy nut like me, that's a fun place that you should go. Uh, I mean, Pittsburgh is like there's a ton of museums. There's a ton of stuff like that. Um, Carnegie Science. Uh, and then there's the Natural History Museum. I'm a history buff, so I like going there. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there's some cool stuff here. It's, it's a nice city, minus the fact that it's you know always cloudy and gloomy. When yeah. is uh, when is it the time where it really actually will start to pivot? Do you think you're almost done with the constant cloudy or do you still have um, like a month or so to go? I would say probably end of april beginning of may is when it really starts it's it's abrupt though like mm. so tomorrow we'll get a high of 70 there you and go then we'll be in the 60s for a little but like next monday high of like 48 mm. so like it'll it just goes back and forth but like once like may 1st comes around it just starts getting hot until like middle of september and then it starts cooling off until you know middle of april again so yeah pennsylvania is weird there you go Evan, I don't even want to ask what the weather is like in Los Angeles today. I, uh, I don't want know, to know. Honestly, I will say it was sunny every day. I'm not going to lie. It was really hard for me today. It was a struggle. It was partly cloudy, 63 degrees. Mm. So, it was, you know, I had, I had to wear a sweatshirt. And then when I left the gym, it was too hot to wear the sweatshirt. So it was like really, it's kind of a traumatic experience for me. I'm not going to lie. Everybody mm. bears their cross in life. Jesus. Yeah, I know. People in Los Angeles, it gets 60 degrees. They're like, I'm moving to hell. This is horrible. Well, you know, I will say this as much as, you know, uh, I joke, I I have never, never stopped taking, uh, I've never taken for granted the weather in LA, like no matter what coming from Portland, where it was raining every day, uh, you know, and cloudy, (laughs) like the way you mentioned it, like I'll be here and it'll be like 60 degrees out and people are wearing like, you know, their Canadian goose, like $700, $4,000 jackets or whatever. And I'll be like in a tank top. Like I still appreciate the good weather, no matter what, every single day. What is Canadian Goose? It's like the most brand? expensive bougie like uh, winter jacket you can find. Like if you're in Chicago, okay. you'll probably see a bunch of Canadian Goose jackets. Interesting. It's like if I'm in it, Chicago, I'm not leaving the house like until right, it's like ever. May. Like I'm just not doing that. It's a beautiful city, been there, but you could not. There's not enough money in the world to pay me to live in Chicago full time. No way. I, I think I've come to terms that like whenever I do like finally get like a bigger full time gig doing this and I can live like remote if I can, I'm moving south and I'm never leaving ever. Okay. Where uh, how far south are we talking? Are we going Miami? Are we going Jacksonville? You know, I've heard Savannah, Columbia, Georgia is beautiful. Savannah is beautiful. There yeah, you go. Chick- I would not have picked Savannah for you. Yeah. I'm a big um okay. So I'm big into like haunted stuff. And I heard that Savannah is like one of the yeah. most haunted cities in America. So I feel like Can that we, would be cool to, to explore. 
Can we just mm. talk real quick about how like Jarrett in like a solid maybe like five minutes just like gives us the coolest nuggets? He's like, I'm really into toys. There's a toy place here that's really dope. Like, I'm also a history buff. I check out the history museum. And he's like, I might go here because I'm really into like ghosts and stuff. And yeah. so like like that was a whole lot to unpack for one human being, and like I don't know if I am able to like process all of that. Right the uh, the inner workings of my mind are an enigma. There you go, and he's got the charismatic enigma behind him. So Speaking it of, just yeah. was, yeah. Brother, brother Nero, Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. My I, this is why Jared's good on other pods. Like this is why I don't do other pods because I wouldn't open up like that, Evan. Like that's just not. Like I'm a, I would be a horrible guest. Like I will continue declining podcast. Uh, I've got guests. like any sort of thing that I could go on a podcast for. I've got behind me. So I've got Sean Connery, go. James Bond. I've uh-huh. got Brother Nero. I got the Immaculate uh-huh. Reception. I've got a few Batman toys. I've actually got a poster. I'm going to lean at my camera. You there can't you really go. see it there, but there, the Michael Myers is there, and mm-hmm. then Joker from the uh, the Killing Joke is my favorite Batman comic. So I've got Good that one. as well. Yeah. So yeah, everything that I would need. Behind, on the wall behind me there you go evan anything new with your niners uh i i think at this point uh jimmy garoppolo is going to stay and be the quarterback debo samuel's getting traded uh from what oh, i no. hear like oh I, no i've really at this point just like you know i never am not i'm never gonna not use twitter because i have a full-blown <laughs> addiction uh, right cannot be stopped mm-hmm. and uh I, You're already uh, three accounts deep. You got to keep it going you know, at this point. Yeah. yeah what, what's this, the story behind those? I need that eventually. By the way, oh, it's, it's a really easy story. It's absolutely hilarious. So, um, the first account, <laughs> which had like I think like eight thousand followers at the time in which it was there, um, I, well, I can't. You know, I basically I got my first strike by. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't wish anyone harm, but I. There was a certain politician. Was younger, a little, little more excitable back then, and I may have tweeted that I would celebrate the day that he died. And that'll do. I, it. I didn't wish for his death. I mean, it could have been natural causes, but I said whatever that day comes, you know. So I got a strike, and that was like mm. just there for a while. Uh, but on election night mm. of the 2020 election, which we all, uh, you know. Nothing, not a big night. Nothing special happened that night. Mm-hmm. I think I got the, uh, like, I got in the crosshairs of, like, a certain feverish group of political uh, people, you know? I they, Yeah. So, I think uh, they literally, like, spam reported all of my tweets. And the tweet that got me banned or suspended or whatever was from over a month back. And if you follow me, you know how many tweets that is. So how far back you had to scroll. They just searched um, your name and were like, this politician, death, this politician, No, but like died. that was the thing. The tweet was literally, uh, someone made a, tw- I, saw, I was like, NSYNC is the greatest like pop band of all time. And someone replied with just like a, an NSYNC pun, which then like led to just this list of like, 10 replies of all in sync puns and jokingly just trying to be funny. Thought it was hilarious. I replied, I don't know Jared, how old you are, how much you know about in sync, but I replied the next person to make an in sync pun, I will cut you this. I promise you, which is the title of an in sync song. This I promise you. 
Um, and it was, you know, it was like I thought nothing of it. I thought it was hilarious. And that tweet got my account suspended. Wow. And uh, to this day, I'm still trying to get it back. Mm. I can name two members of NSYNC. The obvious one. And then uh, JC Chazé. Wasn't he in NSYNC? Yeah, but you Is know. Is it you, Chazé or Chavez? Is it Chazé? I thought it was Chazé. Is it? Yeah, but first off, you also I never know knew that. Joe, oh, wow. Joey Fatone, Joey Fat One. Right. Yeah. And okay. don't forget Kirk. Uh, oh, Lance Chris Bass. Kirk, Chris Kirkpatrick and Lance Bass. I know, I, know, I, know, I know the names, but I couldn't identify them. Chris Kirkpatrick is not a real person. And yes, he is. Think, I don't think that's a real thing. I, <laughs> yeah, I thought he played for this. Uh, the Here's the thing. The yeah. only the only reason I knew who J.C. Shazay was is because there was a special Valentine's Day episode of What's New Scooby-Doo and J.C. Shazay was in that episode. That is the only reason I know who that is. This is a football podcast, by the way, everyone. But wasn't that the episode that they or didn't Simple Plan do like the theme song simple plan did the theme song and guest starred in an episode yeah, yeah, yeah simple yeah, plan yeah. did a the theme song for a scooby-doo show it's yeah what's this scooby-doo popular. it's actually a bop it is, it is i didn't know this yeah after I'm after we're chase. done what 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 did you get out of your like 50 year old recliner and like <laughs> close your tv guide to go like see the happenings did you not watch on? what's your scooby-doo as a kid Chase is like 70 years old. Like, like, I don't know if you see this, Jared, but that is Ben Matlock, uh, attorney at law from the mid 80s. Uh, one of my favorite. Talk. So I've got something else for you. Hold on. This is Hold on. Up. Real quick, Chase, while you're, while you're here, I need you to see this. Week. You see this? Yeah. I, I had this literally blocking that part of your screen. I couldn't even see Matlock. I was going to make a Matlock joke. Are you serious? What I got in my life. I cannot see that part of it right now because it's blocked because of that. And I was going to make a real, yeah. Is that the Andy Griffith well, show? That is the Andy Griffith show. It's my parents' favorite show. Or my did dad, you, especially. Chase, yeah, it's going up behind my, me. Did you see my Andy Griffith tweet last night? I did, actually. <laughs> yeah. Look at I that. Thought, I, I thought about, and then we got Peyton going up there uh, in a little oh, bit. Oh, that's a hell too. of a photo. I love that. Tennessee right? Legend. Yeah. So we got that coming up, too. So that will be up behind. So um, you weren't, uh, weren't much into cartoons is what I'm getting. No, I was a Power Rangers kid. Um, really yeah i was really into i was a power ranger for like the first six or seven halloweens i think it was it started with thomas the tank engine that was my main jam early on my great-grandfather worked on the atlanta railroad railroad was my jam i did a lot of a lot of railroad time i'm a big train guy um but then it was power rangers but yeah i never my brother was more into cartoons my brother like did all that i was just i don't know i was more in like the realistic type things i don't know I, I was never a cartoon guy i, I liked uh i don't know he likes watching c-span C's. yes no i mean wgn though like that people think i'm joking but i'm like if i stayed home from school what i was watching was murder she wrote and matlock on and, just and white uh, Sox and, names. yes <laughs> well hold on I would, the cops at that time they were still I would, the cops uh, at the time. i would um I like seventh grade. I don't know why, mm. but I I would come up from school and Walker Texas Ranger would be on mm. Ion television, and I would watch that. Yeah, religiously. Yeah, it, what is that? Ion was just like the the permanent home for like Criminal Minds. Yep. reruns, um, NCIS, any yes. sort of like crime show. Exactly. Like I said, um, guys, like we all talked about before, this is a football podcast. Everyone we've got fifteen minutes into this, and we haven't said it's a, a solid word. football podcast, and it's also a Matlock podcast. That's just well, it's also 
hey, you know, I think people like authenticity and to learn about us as we go on. And they're I like, oh, we've seen them on Twitter and we just know their football takes. But what do they what do they think about Scooby Doo? What are their what are their factoids that they're going to be able to throw out there and add uh, some layers to these podcasts? And it's the offseason, man. Like it's the NFL offseason at the moment. So I, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of burnt out on the NFL draft takes where I'm reading stuff. 100%. And then I sent we'll get into the Jaguars thing in a little bit, but. I don't know. I'm kind of burnt out. Like I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Like I great content, love the pods all across the board. Shout out to Trevor Sigma, friend of the pods and everything. But I just, I can't do anymore. I can't listen to any more about who's doing what, who's going where. And it's April 11th. I need this draft to hurry up and happen because I don't know if y'all are like me, but I'm burnt out on the coverage. I can agree on that. I say for the next two weeks, we, um, uh, we just compare um, draft prospects to superheroes. There you go. Um, or pizza toppings. <laughs> um, cartoon What's your favorite characters. pizza topping? My favorite pizza topping? Yeah, what are oh. you putting? Like your go-to pizza, what are you putting on it? I'm a Supreme guy. Oh. Pineapple okay, that's bro. heavy. I'm not, are you productive after eating a, a Supreme? Like, can you like function the rest of the day? So that's like I, a day-ender for me. I try to like watch myself. Like, I mean, when I eat in general, I don't like yeah. feeling full and like feeling pigged out. Um, That's so, heavy. Yeah. So like, I'll usually have like two and like two will get me pretty well. Um, there you go. But I don't do mushrooms though. I have anytime I do Supreme, it's not with mushrooms. Mushrooms are good. No, we don't do that. We don't yeah, do mushrooms. No mushroom. Evan, do you, I feel like you haven't had a pizza in a long time. You're very strict about your diet. So I, what, what, I have, I, I have tried, I try to be fair. I've always, I've always been anti pizza. Not because oh, no. I don't think it tastes good. I obviously uh-huh. like obviously pizza tastes good, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just like you know, it's meat. Che- I mean, it's <laughs> cheese. It's cheese and bread, guys. Like it's we're not we're not reinventing the wheel here. It's just about as unhealthy as you can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but yeah, I uh, you know I've I've been to uh, a lot of very very good pizza places in Portland and in uh, L.A. and Chicago, and yeah. You just hang out in there. You just go with other people just to blend in. And they're like, can we get you a calzone? And you're like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, absolutely not. No, I'm just here for the this. napkins. I will say this. An under <laughs> underrated thing that not a lot of people I see do, but my buddy's really into pizza. So I've seen it before. I've tried it before is pizza with hot honey, like just pepperoni pizza with hot honey. I've never heard of this. It's I would have never in my life been like, oh, yeah, that sounds normal. But it uh-huh. is so good. Really hot honey. Hot how honey. are you getting the honey hot? Like, how is this working? Are you baking it? Like microwaving it? Like, okay. First off, how many pieces, how many pizzas <laughs> have you looked at and been like, well, hold on now. Let's look under the hood here. How's all this getting done? Huh? Well, I've never heard of Where a hot did hun- that mozzarella get made. Huh? Oh, so he bakes it into it. No, you, like you dip it in hot honey. Oh, okay. I'm still wondering how the honey gets hot. Do you that's, use, like, see, Jared, it? Thank you. For, I, I feel like that's a fair question. Well, let's just assume that it's like, it's like made on a nice stove, like a, you know, like an. So oven. they're putting honey in a little container and putting it on a stovetop and heating it for a little bit. Yeah, like a little cast iron container, like this big, like the size of the little, like plastic. Interesting. I'd never heard of this before. Where is he from? Uh, I got in he, Portland, but it's, uh, okay. it's a, it's not a, or it's not like a regional thing. Are you it's sure? Just, uh, your yeah. family thing, apparently. No, it's okay. not a my family thing. It's just like, uh, like I'm, I'm just, I'm. You could right now, we could jump on <laughs> it because, like I said, this is a football podcast. Well, you we also learned that there is like a, a uh, there's a different kind of species of groundhog in Oregon. I learned that a couple Nutrient. weeks ago, Jared. Yeah, Nutrient. have you heard of this? No. What? What? 
It's called a new. What'd you say? It's called Evan. It's a nutria, and it is essentially yeah. a beaver mm-hmm. with a rat tail. A beef coon. <laughs> I mean, you never seen that episode of iCarly. You never seen that episode of iCarly. No, I have not. No, but I think that is the same thing that we're talking. I think we're talking about the same thing. Look it up. And Nutria is wild. Um, Well, there you go. Um, I don't like that Desmond Ritter was in a top ten. Like he was mocked to the Falcons in the latest mock that I saw because he's rising up the charts and people love Desmond Ritter now. And I forgot who it was I saw who had four quarterbacks going in the first round. They're like, when it all said and, is said and done, like there's still going to be four. And I'm like, good God. Like there's no way. Not this I track. just, and then you're just like, what is the point of these months leading up to it? If we're going to like, no, I wouldn't like there. I think it was Bucky Brooks who had zero quarterbacks in his first round mock a few weeks ago. And then you have this and it's like, what are we doing? Like it's, it's so all over the place, but Ritter would be devastating uh, for the Falcons. <laughs> I, I would be, um, devastated if that was that i just i saw that and part of me died um i, I can't Can you we cannot go quarterback like i i don't know about Wait, where you're on. at who's your yeah. quarterback right now is it jared goff no it is marcus Mariota. that's what i meant yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. two very similar play styles of jared two goff well Mariota. two quarterbacks that are not long-term answers for <laughs> your team in the nfl Correct. Correct. two guys that hey. you're if they're your starters you're in bad shape in 20 Oregon legend marcus Mariota. Good dude. I mean, the vibes in the locker room, he'll keep the vibes up. Like, Mariota oh, yeah. seems like a likable kid. He's already got the gray hairs in there. He's going to be. Say, he looks like he could be anywhere between the ages of 24 and 49. Yes. So there you go. So, like, it's going to be good Um, in terms of just the vibe in the locker room. Because when you, you you need those good vibes when you're going to go 1 and 16. Um, Your team, though, Jared, I, I have no idea. I, where, where are you at? Do you think that they're leaning Malik? Do you think there's a chance they trade up? Where do you think that the Steelers are headed uh, in the first round based on what you've seen and uh, where you're at at this point? For the Steelers, in order for Pittsburgh to get Malik Willis, I mean, it's going to require a trade up. He's not going to be there hmm. at 20. Um, and this actually, oh, this is perfect. We can actually envelop Evans 49ers into this conversation because there I think go. in order for them to move up, I think the base for them is going to be what the 49ers gave up last year to move up uh, from 12 to 3. Now they moved up nine spots. I think the minimum that Steelers would have to move up is like fifteen. They got to move up hmm. to five because. Can you imagine three first round picks to trade up for Malik Willis? Though, like Malik that's Willis. that's the big thing, though, man. And like, look, it's the most overstated thing about this class is that the quarterbacks aren't very good. Um, and so that's the thing that they got to ask themselves: Do they want to give up all this capital? to get a guy who, yes, talented, yes, athletic, but also very raw. Um, you know, we'll see. Tomlin is – it's the worst-kept secret that Tomlin loves him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and also with Pittsburgh, like, there's not – they may not have made any ginormous splashes this offseason, but they have less holes than what they did going into last season. You know, they signed James Daniels from Chicago. That's a big signing for the interior of their offensive line. They bring in Mason Cole from Minnesota, a guy I'm not going to pretend I know a lot about Mason Cole, but every Vikings fan I saw was kind of bummed about losing him. So anytime a fan base is bummed about losing a guy, you know, you probably did something right. Um, So those two signings were really big. They signed Levi Wallace from Buffalo. They bring back Akella Weatherspoon. Um, So their secondary, 
Yeah, exactly. So their cornerback room is much deeper than what it was last year. Their offensive line is better than what it was last year. Pittsburgh can honestly just ride the season with Mitch Trubisky and see what they, you know, if CJ Stroud plays well this year, Bryce Young, they can look at those guys next year. But they're... Real quick, before you get there. Yeah. Serious question. I know you had a lot of faith in Ben and he, you know, you're a Steelers fan, but like yeah. how much worse, if at all, <laughs> is Mitch Trubisky going to be than the ending that was Ben Roethlisberger, who obviously wasn't the same quarterback that he was. Sure. That's that's the thing, man. Like, obviously, Mitch is a trillion times more athletic than Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah, that that, that ain't what made Ben great. Oh, no, it's not. And, you know, for as <laughs> much as we can say Ben, you know, wasn't Ben last year, he led the NFL in fourth quarter comeback wins, which I think Last year, did he really? He did, six of them. That's wild. And so, like, look, obviously Ben wasn't prime Ben last year, but he still had something in him that he was just like, you know what? I'm 40. I'm not. I'm 40. I'm not, I'm not very thin. My arm hurts. But damn it, I want to win this game. And more than once, more than any quarterback in the league, he did it. Um, now, can does Mitch Trubisky have that gene in him? I don't know. Um and people will look at his time in Chicago and maybe look at it differently now saying, okay, well he had Matt Nagy and look, he was a pro bowler one year. They went to the playoffs multiple times. I don't think that Mitch Trubisky is the worst option by any means. Like the, they right. could have been Marcus Mariota. I would rather have Mitch Trubisky than Marcus Mariota. Wait, hold on. let's chill out. I would, I let's, would let's chill glad out. I let's chill out. No, let's chill out. Let's, hmm. let's not pretend for one second that Mitch hmm. Trubisky Mitch Trubisky had a significantly better team than Marcus Mariota ever had on the Titans. Uh, I don't know about that. Are you talking about the year, the year when they had the like the, the Bears? He went to the, the playoffs, man. He took the it. NFL. That's true, but I'm talking about offensive weapons. Like he, Mariota yeah. had some weapons. Mariota was in a position where kind of like Tannehill is now, Trubisky where they Alan Robinson. That that's quite literally all that Mitch Trubisky had was Allen Robinson. He's the, he was like a top five receiver that year. We don't I need think, to get into details. Well, hold on. The thing about Mitch and <laughs> I, I will I, like I'll let we can talk about Matlock, but this is where I draw the line because <laughs> us arguing over Marcus Mariota and Mitch Trubisky. I mean, hey, what other shows doing this right now though? Arguing over Mitch and you know, we could be talking about draft quarterbacks. Yeah, who wants that at this point? That's not what this we'll podcast is, man. Size. Yeah, I hand think. size. <laughs> Christ. Um, speaking uh, of hand size, uh, hey, are y'all watching the Ultimatum, uh, the new Netflix show, the spinoff basically of Love Is Blind? The the new no, version. I'm not no, watching that. Don't do that to me. Okay, right, it's, no, so no, it's so good. It's so good. Hold on. The oh. reason I bring that up there's a there's a person on this show whose hands are insane like I, the sports renaissance woman and i looked at each other immediately when we first saw him like his hands are preposterous and i was like that's an nfl quarterback right there this man is in the wrong game he's like a bouncer or something um but dude his hands like here i think i have pretty long fingers this man has like it's just it's it's some of the biggest hands i've ever seen some of the biggest hands and look let me tell you the ultimatum is messy and delightful Love me some ultimate. That's what I'm going to do after this. Like I'm going to eat some salmon with her. If you like dating shows like that, uh, yes, yes, Hulu. Watch a Love Island UK. I highly recommend. Oh yeah, I had some friends trying. Love Island's fantastic. That That is that is a messy show. Love Island. 
Yeah. Oh, dude, it's like combining like Jersey Shore <laughs> and The Bachelorette into like one thing, and it's great. Yes, uh, I love yeah. it. It's 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 a delight. I'll I, mean, I could forget- actually see you on one of these shows. I could see you doing it. You'd be good at it. Yeah, I think if I had a better like a if I had better hair, maybe. No, <laughs> it's one line. of those. You got the body for it. You got the gym stuff. You you're out here lifting weights. I think it's a requirement. You have to be in shape to be I on any of these shows. See, I would love to see swords and like one of those intros. Like, what's up? I'm Evan. I'm 26. <laughs> I'm from Essex. Yeah. What you- hey, I'm like really. I really like White Claw and uh, mobile quarterbacks. Not even English, but speaks in a British accent, like religiously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, Mark, what is it, uh, Stephen from uh, uh, Moon Knight? Just a terrible <laughs> British accent. <laughs> I will say though, as far as love and Bl- love is blind goes, I was like, this is so stupid. This is so stupid. I'm like sitting there on Twitter, like while they were watching it, and I'm like halfway through the show, I'm like, I hate her. Why is she so? Oh, she's miserable. Why is he with her? Like. I did so, watch Love is Blind with my ex-girlfriend, and yeah. I, I didn't despise it, but it wasn't. Yeah. I, I wouldn't watch it again. It's just, Ultimatum is just an insane premise where I told, like, I, I just, I think it's the most psychologically damaging show, reality show. What's the show. premise of it, then? So, couples who give their other, it's in the name, like, a couple, basically, their one partner gives the other partner an ultimatum, like, we're either getting married or we're not, and... Oh you have to go on this show. So one of the partners is the one who gave the ultimatum. The other one is the one who hasn't decided and they pair them with other people who are in relationships who are also given ultimatums. And then they spend three weeks together living with a person they pair off with. It's insane. Okay. This actually sounds delightful. I I told you it's (laughs) insane. Like someone you've been with for three years that you're thinking about marrying and then they, you're just living with someone else who also may have a fiance. Like it's, crazy this yeah, show is phenomenal. messy and hilarious i i just it's it's on it's netflix great. it's on netflix yeah yeah i'm gonna yeah it's gonna happen all right i know i'll, report, I'll on... report back to you after because uh i got nothing better to do tomorrow so i might just uh watch a few episodes there you go that. yeah i hey they've got like all they got nine of the ten on netflix right now i think which yeah. naturally brings us to the jags and uh trayvon walker <laughs> as 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 we all know that's yeah. what they call a segue. Exactly. Um, Trayvon Walker might is in the mix at one. Um, and Trent Balky is running the Jaguars because Rick Spielman, that stuff never happened. We just moved on. And I think Shad Khan announced that they were not at this time going to bring in more voices into the front office. So it's basically Doug. I, I, I'm assuming that means Doug Peterson's got pretty heavy influence on personnel and where they're going to go. Um, which they just had with Urban Meyer. So I don't really understand what's going on there. Um, But Trayvon Walker in the mix, he's the ultimate, like, he's like the, the way I would describe it, it's like kind of like the Marvin Williams from the UNC team from years ago when the Hawks uh, did not take Chris Paul and they took Marvin Williams. And that whole starting five at UNC was just phenomenal, but he was the sixth man on UNC. But he was like the one if he it's like, oh, but the most untapped potential. He was like the guy where, hey, he's the most talented of the bunch, even though he wasn't starting. He was the most talented. And it was just this high upside play. And Marvin Williams had a great NBA career. Trayvon Walker probably have a great NBA career. But it's like, I think we're overthinking this. He was an overthinking pick. And that's 
what this feels like to the Jags where it's like, all right, Aiden Hutchinson, just take Thibodeau or Aiden Hutchinson. Like this is such a great defensive line draft and edge rusher draft that like, just, just go with the obvious here, Jacksonville. Like Trevor Lawrence was the obvious pick last year. Just do the obvious again. Don't get cute. Like Trayvon's like someone who, if you can afford to take that risk where it's like, we'll bang on getting out that, getting that production out of him because it, like the Baltimore Ravens trading up for him. It's like, Oh yeah, he's going to be awesome. It, Denver taking him. It's like, Oh yeah, he'll be great there. Uh, San Francisco. If you were to trade up for him, um, Pittsburgh with TJ Watt and just the development that you've done there. But when you're Jacksonville, man, you got to go sure thing. Like this is not, we're going to do a project and we're going to hope that we can turn him into the next best thing. No, you turn it, you, you take the obvious, you take the Bosa, you take the one with the name and you're like, this guy is going to be great. Hutchinson's going to be a great impact player. And Thibodeau is going to be a great impact player. And I don't understand why they're talking themselves into to Walker. What do you think, Jared? Yeah. I mean, Trent bulky, huh? How about <laughs> him? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say this about Jacksonville. I think that they've had, yes, they've spent, money that they shouldn't have in terms of the guys that they've gotten you know they gave zay jones 10 million dollars a year and they gave christian kirk 20 like okay um but you know doug peterson a good head coaching hire um the staff that he's building there is definitely a hell of a lot more promising than anything with the whole urban meyer circus act last year so i think that for trevor lawrence that's great you know getting travis Etienne back as well Chenault's still there so i mean they've got like a nice core of I wouldn't say a great core, but a good core of weapons. In terms of this, though, I mean, it. I mean, you already said it, Chase. It's you know, just get. We've seen what edge rushers can do for teams, especially in the past five years or so. Like Miles Garrett, T.J. Watt, um, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa. Like we've seen what elite edge rushers can do for a team overall, and not just a defense, a team overall. Um, and if Aiden Hutchinson or if Kayvon Thibodeau, if either of them turn out to be that. Uh, for the Jaguars, then, you know, they could, that's just another step in the right direction. You know, they, they have what they hope to be their franchise quarterback. And if I think it would be similar to Cleveland, hopefully more to an extent in, in Jacksonville's case, where they get a phenomenal edge rusher, they get good quarterback. You know, obviously, you know, they had Baker and Miles Garrett, you know, Jacksonville would hope that, you know, either Hutchinson or Thibodeau um, and Trevor Lawrence would last a little bit longer than those two did together. But, yeah, you take the obvious pick here because defensively there's holes everywhere for Jacksonville. Offensively, I mean, there's not too many holes offensively for Jacksonville. Um, so I think that they need to go defense heavy in this draft and start off with one of these these premier edge rushers because, uh, like I said, we've seen what it can do for a team. What do you think, Evan? Turn bulky, baby. <laughs> I will say this. I enjoy the discourse anytime I get an opportunity to talk, <laughs> talk shit about Trent Baalke. I'll take it. Uh, that said, I don't think he takes Trayvon Walker. Um, I don't see how you take Trayvon Walker over Kayvon Thibodeau, and, and not even because I'm a Duck fan. Like I, I thought it was very interesting. Like, well, it's the intangibles, right? You know, like he likes athletic, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Kayvon Thibodeau is an athletic freak, and he's just a better overall pass rusher. So, um, I, Thibodeau, I like in your non ducks bias. Do you have Thibodeau as higher than Hutchinson in your, yeah, your estimation? Okay, but not in once again, like so. First off, you know how much I love the defensive end position and mm-hmm. pass rushers in general. So when yeah. I saw this kid come out of uh, you know, sign you know, 
joined the Oregon Ducks as a, a five-star recruit, just an absolute mm-hmm. beast. Like it was just like it was very exciting to watch. You know, I've I've had the pleasure of being able to watch Alden Smith and now Nick Bosa and even Justin. Who we should mention that's the comp, and that's right. what Balky sees is that he's like, Oh, this is an Alden Smith 2.0. Right. And I just, you know, I uh I think Kayvon's the guy, that's the type of that's the I mean, that's just the the way that you be successful in the NFL is, is you draft a pass rusher like that. Um I reserve the right to be wrong and see Trent Balky make some dumb mistake and take a receiver or something like that. I don't know. Um, but I don't, I, I don't know about you. I would like your guys' opinion, but I just don't see Trent bulky making a Trent bulky decision here. Cause I don't really think he's got that much wiggle room. Like he's on a short leash. They almost fired him. Obviously they, they were talking about bringing someone in as much as I think he might want to draft someone insane. I don't think he has that type of le- like leash. I don't think he has, he has that kind of like he doesn't have the juice for that. Well, I hope that he a, drafts. Yeah. I hope he drafts Justin Ross first overall, just to see Twitter explode. No, Justin Tony Khan's going to come in and they're going to draft like Darby Allen. He's going to bring in one go. of his wrestlers. There we go. Brilliant idea. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. I just think this is like the most obvious draft where you trade back. Like this is an obvious trade back situation. If Jack and I've you see the reports, I forgot who it was that mentioned like they're not getting a lot of calls about trading up. It's like they could trade down. They're, you'll always be able to trade down from number one. Like I will. There is a team Has out that there. Ever happened. I don't what? think that's ever happened. Trade down from one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it has. Yeah, it ha- it definitely has. Happened. Other than like, what was it? Uh, when the Rams forgot, right? Yes, the Rams did trade up for that. Uh, I can't let's think see. of any other time. Mm. It's not like unheard of, but like you do it when there's a quarterback. I guess that's what, kind of yeah, yeah. Like, that's the thing. So it's like, happened four times. Four times. Always, never, it's always a quarterback, yeah. though, right? Yeah, and I guess you kind of have to. And I guess it really just depends on what it is. And if they're like, "Oh, the value's not great," and it's like, "Well, if you can turn number one into a, a few spots back, and then maybe a couple seconds, like this Jacksonville roster." is a mess and you still have a lot of work to do and a lot of turnover to do. And I don't know. I would just, I mean, maybe the, hmm, I don't, I'm curious to see what Doug Peterson does. And maybe we'll see some imprints of what he wants to build all over this draft. And we'll see how much influence he has versus bulky because if it's, if it's Walker at one, we know this is all bulky all the time and that Mm -hmm. this is his show, but it's like, Walker could be a great player and he could be a future hall of famer and all that. But it's just like Evan said, where you're really landing on the line for the project. And that is just a really bold thing to put your, put your name on because you just don't have the, you can't wait on Trayvon. Like he's someone who has to be good right away. Like for you to get this fan base. Okay. Like we had um, the clown stuff all last season and you're coming off the, uh, I don't think the, that's over with either. I think no, there's gonna if, the, if they're bad again, yeah, it's probably. By not. the way, I hope you. I I I I highly believe we're gonna see like the clown masks at the NFL mm. draft in Las Vegas. I hope. And, well, we're not and like until things flip. I think they're gonna give Peterson the benefit of the doubt. The Super Bowl winning coach. I think fans are willing to let Peterson work a little bit and i think that is room for optimism is that you've got doug peterson in the building and maybe he he's running things but there's just so many strong bill o'brien deshaun watson houston texan vibes 
with the Jacksonville Jaguars at this point where I still believe that Lawrence is an all-time generational talent and that the talent that they've got around him is like they're going to get up to like 6 and 10 or 6 and 11 now. They're going to get up to 7 and 10, 8 and 9 most years. Like he's going to raise their ceiling, but the ineptitude around them and like where you're just like how is Trevor Lawrence still guiding a 500 football team with what he's doing year in year out and you're like oh right this is just an absolute mess. That well, I just I have no faith. Thing. Like I, you know, as much as I love talking uh, crap about the, the franchise as a whole, like if any other team drafted Trevor Lawrence mm. and then Kayvon Thibodeau back to back, like lights out, absolutely lights out. It's not like it's Baker Mayfield, you know what I'm saying? Like it's Trevor Lawrence, and then Kayvon Thibodeau, you get a, you get your premier pass rusher, like. This that you can an idiot should be able to make this work. And granted, Trimbulky is actually an idiot, so maybe I'm wrong here. But an idiot, an idiot should be able to make this work. You should be able to, you know, make some really smart moves to make this happen. I just, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's the Jack Wars, bro. We'll see what happens. I I'm pretty dubious. Um. Dan Campbell, though, old friend of the pod, said an elite QB isn't necessary for sustained success in the NFL. Um, I've said in this podcast a while where I'm like, oh, the the good vibes are going to go away. Like you got Yuri Zero, like you were a fun story. You had some upsets and involved your Steelers at one point. Um, I was at that game, by the way. It, were you really? So for wasn't as, that cold as hell wasn't that one of the really cold miserable days yeah so for as long as i've been a Steeler fan i've written about the team for multiple outlets for the past about two years i had never been to a game before last year my first Steelers game is a lion's tie <laughs> between mason rudolph and jared goff you don't deserve that but you do deserve that but you don't yeah, i mean that. i i knew what i was getting into going into it right All right hmm um, what's the tailgating situation like at Pittsburgh games? Is it pretty That's, strong? It's what you would expect. It's okay. a lot of, you know, mostly people, I, I'd say mostly people like around our age between like 20 and 30, but there mm-hmm. is going to be, you'll see a good amount of, you know, guys in their forties with a dirty Cordell Stewart Jersey, jeans <laughs> and air monarchs like that. That's there. Um, so yeah, any Pittsburgh, Tommy Maddox, any Tommy Maddox sightings? Um, when I was there, at least, no. I mean, I saw a Deuce Staley jersey. That was pretty fun. Yes. I have um, not seen it. There you go. That's a name I've not heard in a long time. Yeah, Jerome Staley. Ha- Vernon Haynes. Vernon Ver- Haynes. Ron Haynes. Haynes. Damn it. I wish I still had this. So uh, for like, Christmas, for like in maybe my third grade year, mm-hmm. uh, my grandma got me a signed Veron Haynes helmet from when they won the Super Bowl. I wish I still had that. There you go. That's that like my. Uh... That, that would have been the perfect opportunity. That's like my Keith Brooking signed Falcons mini helmet. Where it's Keith like just Brooking. A, I, have, yeah. I still, to this day, have a signed uh, Anquan Bolden. Do you really? Photo. Yeah. Like I, I, I think I won it from like NRG, which is like a sponsor. Like just because I like retweeted something just like whatever. That's uh, a sick helmet. Yeah. That is a really sick helmet, actually. I had an Antoine Randall signed card for the longest time. I like that a lot. Oh, yeah. Antoine Randall, he was fun, man. Here's the thing. He I was, was I was duped into trading it because I was in like second grade and I loved, I absolutely adored Paul Puzlozny. Because <laughs> I'm a, I'm a yeah. Penn State fan, if you couldn't see the banner behind me. Yeah. And he, and he got drafted by Buffalo in 07. 
Mm-hmm. And so my one of my closest friends, older brothers, who I'm also very close friends with, he was probably like 14 at the time. And I was like eight. And he's like, hey, I got a Paul Puzlesny rookie card. I'll trade that to you if you give me the Antoine Randall And my eight-year-old mind was like, yes, Paul Puzlesny for life. So I did it. Oh, man. That's so funny. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The Campbell stuff, I just, it's stuff that, that's the kind of thing that scares me if I'm a Lions fan where it, like, yeah. oh, they're not going to go quarterback and they're going to think that they can just really drag this thing out for three to four years. And it's like, I don't think that works in today's NFL where you cannot lose 20 plus games miserably because your offense is unwatchable. It, the seasons are too long and it's just, you don't have that like the amount of time that's like, look at what happens with the Orioles right now. It's like, it's been conditioned in major league baseball where it's like, you can just give up on half a decade and fans are like, so conditioned to, uh, to that style where a third of the league is not trying like that that's fine well Um, it's not fine but it's not and the lions like football it's just what we're seeing is teams can reverse their fortunes so quickly now that like i don't think you can just make the case that we're going to keep punting on the quarterback position um and wait for the right guy because we're building our team everywhere else before we get there and i'm like i don't know man i don't think this like you saw steve wilkes like what he got fired for and just how quickly that stuff changes. I just, I'm dubious that, that is something that works. I think that's a scary proposition for him. Especially, so, go ahead, Evan. Don't, Chase, stop being so dramatic and scaring the people. He said, I don't think you need a, you know, a premier quarterback. I can pull the, yeah. No, 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 hold on. He said it the draft <laughs> year with the worst quarterbacks in the draft class. But he's already done like, one year. He's already I'm done one. I'm just saying it's his job to steer the boat. Hold and on, right I have the full now, quote. Do you want the whole? I got the whole quote. I, yeah, I don't need the quote. My point is, <laughs> is he says this when they have Jared Goff mm-hmm. and the wor- the worst quarterback draft class in the NFL. I'm sure yeah. they probably made some calls. I'm sure mm-hmm. they probably might have traded, tried to trade for, you know, Aaron Rodgers or whatever. In which you <laughs> that know, would in, be hilarious in division, but like. What were they going to do? So what is he supposed to say? Is he supposed to come out there and be like, well, you know, there was a lot of choices that we weren't involved on because nobody wants to come to Detroit. No, what he should be saying is like. Also, the quarterback class is trash. Uh, We're not going to take any of those guys because I don't want to get fired for that decision. So what we're going to do is we're probably going to suck this year a little bit longer. And hopefully we suck so much, but when maybe a game or two, so I don't get fired so that next year we can draft a quarterback that doesn't suck. All these quarterbacks are terrible. And then I'll keep my job. We'll get better. Everybody wins. My man is betting on four and 30, keeping his job. Like it's just, I don't, <laughs> Well, what do you expect him to do? Let's let's have. Well, no, I would. I just would be like, no, you need to go get a. I would say we're addressing everything, and like we're looking at the quarterbacks, we're looking at all of our options. We know we got to get better, and we got like you can say that we got to get better, better production out of our quarterback room in 2022, and that like we have to make steps to get this thing moving because it's just you can't do that anymore. Where there's every team around the league has a good quarterback quarterback or is building towards uh that point like the falcons are in a rare spot now where the falcons are like one of the only teams in the league where it's like oh we're in no man's land i I will say this for the lions in particular like if you're an nfc team 
that can be partially true. Like you can be a team like San Francisco and get to, you know, a couple of NFC championship games and get to a Super Bowl with a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, a guy who isn't elite, but is above average. Mm-hmm. If you're in the AFC though, you got Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Lamar right. Jackson, Derek Carr, the list goes on. You're not going to compete in that conference unless you've got one of those guys. If you're in the NFC, who do you got to worry about? You got to worry about Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford. That's basically and it. Trey Lance. Okay. Okay. Well, Brady right now. You got to say Brady right now. Yeah. yeah. Brady, Rodgers, and Stafford. Those are kind of the big three. Maybe Kurt Cousins, depending on what Minnesota does. But uh, even then, no it's one's fearing like, Kurt. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, it's no, not no, as no. if Kurt Cousins. I mean, I like Kurt Cousins to the table here. I, I, I mean, I like Kirk Cousins, but I can understand that he's not on that level of guy. So, like, if you're in the NFC, you've got three big names to worry about. If you're in the AFC, you've got, what, eight or nine? Like, you're not wrong, you- though. It's a very good point. The NFC is the one – this is the one time in NFC history, like the last 20 years, where you might be able to compete with a mediocre quarterback. But even then, though, like, if you, even if you do get to the Super Bowl with said mediocre quarterback, you're going to be going up against one of those young guns in the AFC, one of those elite guys, and you're going to have to make some throws to beat them. So yeah. this isn't the day and age where a Brad Johnson can win a Super Bowl. This isn't yeah. the day and age where a Trent Dilfer can win a Super Bowl, which, by the way, what did both of those quarterbacks have? Absolute legendary all-time defenses. Yep. So unless you've got the perfect roster around one of these guys, you're not going to, especially there's in today's no sustained success. Yeah, well, there's the, just the no 49ers way. The 49ers twice, the 49ers twice made it to a Super Bowl with with all time defenses, but couldn't get it done because they had mm-hmm. mediocre quarterback play. Yeah. So even in this day and age, that's not possible anymore. Um, I have a list for you guys, and I'm gonna get y'all's perspective on this. So I have the five most. Lord knows, I love a list. Uh, who doesn't love a listicle? Shout out to BuzzFeed. Um, who doesn't love a good listicle? Um, the five most intriguing quarterback situations in the NFL this season. So this was something Ooh. I thought about uh, for this offseason. And this was, I was going through the league and I was thinking about these different situations. And I'll get y'all's perspective. This is the order that I think is the most intriguing. So I'll start from the back to the first. Um, and we'll go, I have Colts five, Giants four, Steelers three, Saints two, and Niners one. Jarrett, what are your, your thoughts in that order and those five being the most intriguing? I mean, with the Colts, uh, Matt Ryan, like, yeah, mm. I think he'll be, he's got an offensive line now that won't get him murdered every other play. Um, mm. yeah. I think that they need a little bit of upgraded weapons, but I wouldn't have put them in the top five. Like, I think. Well, the that- reason I put them there is because they've had this turnover now, right? Like, the Colts, the reason I can't think of something about because there was a scout who said, like, are we sure that Matt Ryan is not just old now and that he's lost a step and that it's, well, it's possible. Like he's older and there might be a possibility that he is not the same Matt Ryan that we've seen in recent years. And that the beating that he took last year is going to like, he took a beating for the Falcons last years and he is, he's gone through a lot and there's a chance that there is a fall off there where it's like, he is maybe the 11th or 12th best quarterback in the NFL at this point. And that's like, they traded up and they, they got another bridge guy or, is he someone who could still be an MVP type guy behind a good offensive line and in a bad division, things like that. I just, I, it can go either way. That's why I have them in in my list. I think that with Ryan, like he's never been a bad quarterback. I don't think that I think his absolute peak, obviously the MVP year. I don't think that he was always as good as that peak. I think that he's been somewhere between the 12th to like 14th best quarterback. I think that's where he can be with Indianapolis, especially with Jonathan Taylor and a good defense. So 
they get him, you know, another weapon of that offense. Like Michael Pittman's nice. Um, they had Mo Alley Cox and whatnot. They need another receiver. Um, mm. So, uh, I mean, I like Ryan. Um, would I put Indianapolis up there? I'm just like going through the teams in my head. I mean, it's um, not like this is a big list by any means. Like, yeah, you know. sure, sure. I mean, these are just the five that I cannot, like, I was going down. I, like, I literally, like, sketched off the other ones. I was like, no, no. And then I had some that just barely missed the cut. But, like. I think Carolina would be one to pay attention to. Hmm. I just think it's sad. They, I thought about putting them on. I'm just like, it's just going to be bad. <laughs> like, I think they're not intriguing or interesting to me. I think Carolina's quarterback room and situation is just bad. It's yeah, just, I mean. I'm rooting hard for Sam Darnold. Everybody knows mm. that I'm a, I'm a yeah. Darnold guy. Go ahead, Evan. Sorry. No, you're fine. And uh, I just think it's interesting, like that list. No one on that list excites me other than the 49ers. And obviously, <laughs> I'm a 49ers fan. But I think I have a pretty decent argument about why the 49ers are actually exciting, as opposed to the Saints. So here's no. the reason I put the Saints. So we move Saints or no, you can make the case. You can put you talk about the Saints. Okay. They're <laughs> a bad football team with a bad quarterback. The the it, they're they're done. <laughs> like, no. Well, the organization is very well run. No, no. They're a bad team. Um I think they're intrigued. So here's the case for why I have the number two. I think you can make the case that they're the most intriguing quarterback situation in football right now because they just missed. Evan might have a heart attack on this podcast. So um, Taysom Hill moved to tight end now. So that seems like that experiment's over. Taysom so Hill's been moved to tight end. This is just them making it official. The tight end is, right. Yeah, that's like saying <laughs> Debo Samuels moves to wide receiver. Like he always was go. a tight end. Exactly. So either way, he's moved. You bring back Jameis who showed a lot of stuff before he got injured last year. Um, could he still be the franchise guy? Could he play his way into uh, them being like, all right, we're going to go with Jameis for a little while longer. Then you have the situation of the the trade that they just made with Philly. People seem to think that because they made this trade, that that means they're going to go quarterback with one of these early picks. Then you throw Jameis, the weird stuff with Taysom, and then... Another quarterback, if they reach on like if they trade for Malik Willis, they trade it up for him or they trade up for a Matt Corral, um, somebody like that. And then suddenly you're like, OK, I have no idea where New Orleans is going. And we don't know what Dennis Allen is going to be. We know what he did early on in Oakland, but he's been a great defensive mind and done great work in New Orleans. They keep things going. Pete Carmichael. Can the New Orleans train so just keep humming along? He hates this. Evan hates I'm this. So so I think it's so fascinating. I, I can't believe you said so many words. Mm-hmm. In defense of the the New Orleans Saints being look, I'm a Falcons guy. It's hard. I was for me. like you, wa- like you were just like explaining about like why watching your neighbor mow his lawn <laughs> really gonna like be your weekend plan. Can I like, also say this about Jameis too? Because everybody's pointing to the fact. Oh my goodness, he was so good last year. But like, mm-hmm. was he? Like, I understand no. the five touchdowns in Week One. He had 148 passing yards, and the Packers gave them the ball in their own side of the field. I think three different on three different occasions. Oh, wow. What is that? Is that a little bit of context? It's also good with pizza, by the way, not just hot honey context. It's not as if Jameis was throwing for like 300, five touchdowns, no picks. Plus the next week they lose 26 to seven to Carolina. He throws 111 yards and two interceptions. That was the Jameis Winston. I know and love throwing it with his left hand off a Panther's helmet into (laughs) another Panther's arms. That was the Jameis that I know. And then the following week, they win again against New England, but he only throws for 128 yards. That was more of a defensive performance. Um, and then, you know, they lose to the Giants, 226, a touchdown. Not a horrible performance. Um, only I mean, completes like- 
50% of his passes against Washington, a game in which they, they won, but it's not as if Jameis was lighting the world on fire. I think that people looked at 14 touchdowns, three interceptions, and thought that Jameis Winston was God, but really he was averaging less than 200 yards passing a game. Yeah, like I, I can't Five say two, this if James I don't Winston, care. <laughs> yeah, if Jameis Winston has a good NFL season, like by week six, and he's had like, you know, four to five really good games, legally in the state of Tennessee and Pittsburgh, mm. you know, Pennsylvania. The and, state and of Cal- Pittsburgh. <laughs> well, in the state, a state of depression. Um, <laughs> then we can talk about Jameis Winston. We don't need to talk about him. Like You're so over like, it. This I'm very, I'm very team Evan on this. By the way, I don't want to hear a word about Jameis Winston until like week seven. I just want to okay. like the number one team on this list when we're talking about excitement is, hey, this team just went to the NFC championship. All right, never mind. I'm no longer team Evan. Sorry. No, no, hold on. <laughs> but like, I'm like, this team just went to the NFC championship. Was a few plays away from the Super Bowl and will now be starting their second year quarterback that they traded three first round picks and took number three overall. Mm. And behind that is, well, Jameson <laughs> had like five kind of good games. Is that me? But I don't know who it is. But Evan, like, Evan, here's the thing. That's what though. I'm hearing in my head. Here's the thing, though, Evan. Trey Lance has started three football games in the past two years. We can talk. We can project all we want about Trey Lance. We just seriously don't know how good he's going to be. Like, can I say? No. Do, do I think he's going to be better than Jimmy? Yes, I absolutely do. Do I think he's better than Jimmy this very second? No, no, I don't. But no, 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 no one in any way, shape, or form. You never need to look at the Trey Lance situation and go, I know how he's going to be. Sure. No, absolutely not. The only way you should be looking at the Trey Lance situation is you go a quarterback that has unlimited potential from an athletic perspective, right? Very smart. A lot of traits we all like is going to walk into a team that Kyle Shanahan has consistently gotten more out of the team, more out of their quarterback than what people across the board believe was the actual talent of said team and quarterback. He is always doing better with what he has than what people are expecting. Trey Lance is going to go into a team with George Kittle and Debo Samuel with arguably the best run game in the NFL also, while having Trent Williams on the team, and oh, by the way, Brandon Ayuk is kind of a good uh, first-round wide receiver too. I'm just saying, like, there's so much to support and f- so much foundation for Trey Lance. That's that's excitement. You look at that, and you go, the NFC Championship team that almost made it to the Super Bowl is going to now bring in one of you know a quarterback. Is there any quarterback that you think, Trey, like, if Trey Lance is in the draft, is he going number one overall? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Right. And let's not like, we don't need to dive too far into that, but let's just take that at face value. A quarterback that would go number one overall in this draft is going to be the starter for the team that went to the NFC Championship next year, last year. Yeah. It's just, we have to see it. It's to Jarrett's point where it's been so long. And but we're it's... talking about excitement. And you're, that was what we were talking about. You were talking. You're I, hold talking on. I didn't say excitement. Thing. The list said intriguing. I didn't okay, say excitement. You went, you went excitement. And well, okay. But intriguing. Like that's yeah. everyone. You're, that's, that's the whole definition. I had them at one. I Why are you mad it. at me? I had them at one. 
Don't disrespect that list with the Saints. No one cares about the Saints. Jerry, you get this, right? He's mad that I have them at one and that like I'm agreeing with him. He doesn't okay, like what's Here's yeah. my list. Here's mm-hmm. my list. Number one, the 49ers for the reason we just spoke about. Number You're just going to do your own tier. You're no, no, just like, no, no, they're no, by no. themselves. Yeah. The Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson. Everybody That's not intriguing. Them. They're just going to be good. You're not, you're not in. <laughs> so, okay, what is the definition? Good. Yeah, like you're not Russell intrig- Wilson's good. I think for intriguing, I think for Chase is like a uh, thing of intriguing. Like, there has to be a decent possibility of it being a complete train wreck or really great. Like, I need something like, where I'm like, I could see both it going ends of the spectrum. Yes. So, Correct. okay, well, just the same way that Chase is obviously very close to the chest with the, the Saints and the Falcons, mm-hmm. I personally am very intrigued to see what's going to happen with Russell Wilson, who has forever complained that the Seahawks were holding him back and they weren't letting him yeah. hang in. This is now the Russell Wilson show, right? They're That's going fair. to completely tailor this offense to russell wilson so i want to see how that looks i'm intrigued for that yes think about broncos quarterbacks and jesus huh yeah i you know hey i mean or broncos quarterbacks and you know the guy that we just saw in that tennessee photo yeah there you go um but i think that's gonna be very intriguing i also think there's a lot of boomer bust with the bucks and brady like once again we are playing against father time and he has won every single year but he's got to lose eventually yeah i'm not gonna bet against him to do it though Mm-mm. Not gonna. it is interesting like who do you think i guess it's probably like between bowls and uh alan who's more likely to be the head coach of their current team three years from now i think bowls i don't think you make that move without no. some kind of like future planning and plus, like, you remember when, when Todd Bowles was the co- coach of the Jets, like, he had a year in which they went 10-6. and six. Ryan Fitzpatrick had the best year of his career. Yeah. They fell a game short of the playoffs. But that year, like, everybody was really in on the Jets the next year. Fitzpatrick got a contract extension. They yeah. sucked the next year and went 5-11. and 11. But, like, there was that brief moment where everybody was like, okay, Todd Bowles, we see you. And he's done great as yeah. a coordinator ever since then. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they they did Dennis Allen get an extension? Or, like, not an extension. I, I'm sure like they read contract. I, they had to rework it to go from DC to head coach. I'm sure. I just remember like when Den, like when Dennis Allen, they just like announced like, oh, you know, he's going to be the head coach. But yeah. like when Todd Bowles are like immediately like Todd Bowles is taking over and signing an extension, like the team wants yeah. him to be there. It just felt more short. Sure. You know, I think with Dennis we'll Allen though too, like in his run with Oakland, it was horrible. And you saw what Amy. I don't know if you guys saw what Amy Trask said about it. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, she basically said, look, I was there when Dennis Allen was the head coach for the Raiders. He wasn't good. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of traits that he lacked that make a good head coach. Maybe he's changed, but and that's, that's interesting. That's me paraphrasing. That's not quote verbatim. That's just basically right. what she was yeah. saying. Yeah. But yeah. So I don't know. I have a lot of hesitancies about buying into anything with the Saints right now for the reasons that Evan pointed out a little bit. Like, I'm not a Jameis believer. Michael Thomas, like, I don't, I think Michael Thomas was overrated when he was good, much less without having played for the past year. We'll see what happens with Kamara. Um, and defensively, for the for the Saints defensively, uh, obviously they, that's what carried them into being anything competitive, especially down the stretch last year. Um, but how much longer, like, how much will things change? I, I just don't see them being, like, in the mix. I I'm big on the Vikings this year, and I'm big on – I don't care who knows it. I'm pounding the table. Jarrett Bailey is a believer in the New York Giants, everybody. I'm, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Can I, can I make a case for them being intriguing? Yes. 
Okay. So I want to, yeah, I want to hear the case. Very all right. I went on a whole spiel on this on my YouTube and I'm, I'm probably going to do it tomorrow. I'm, uh, by the way, debut of the pump fake with Jared Bailey tomorrow, had to rebrand laces out because my podcast partner got a job with the Buffalo bills. Proud of you, Kurt Homiser, by the way. Um, so the New York giants, let's, let's remember this. They lost Daniel Jones for a good amount of time last year. They lost Saquon Barkley. They lost Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony. All of their major offensive weapons were gone at one point or another. Their defense allowed 22 or fewer points on nine occasions. The Giants won four of those games. The Giants also scored less than, let me actually pull up their schedule from last year real quick because I had this all planned out in a soliloquy on my, my last show. But uh, there, you look at everything that their defense did right compared to everything their offense did wrong. Like Mike Glennon was their quarterback last year. By the way, Mike Glennon might have an argument for being the worst quarterback in NFL history. And I say that with a straight face because, my God, he is horrible. He's terrible, but no, I can think of at least three different quarterbacks on the 49ers in the last 10 years. That were worse. I, I would take Tim Rattay over Mike Glennon. No, I mean, Blaine Gabbert. I would take CJ Beathard. What takes CJ? Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman. I think Nathan Peterman might actually. Well, no, I might not take Nathan Peterman. Yeah, you got me there, Chase. But anyway, back to what makes the Giants, I think, good. One, they seem to finally have competency when it comes to head coach GM. They bring in Brian Dable and uh, Joe Shen from Buffalo, two guys who helped make who? Josh Allen, who is big, got a good arm, and is mobile. What is Daniel Jones? He is big, he's got a good arm, and he is mobile. There's no reason that Brian Dable can't help turn Daniel Jones into a diet version of Josh Allen. I think that if every that is like no carb, no sugar, no sweet, like what is like no uh, stevia, like the spray zero version. Yeah, that is literally we're talking like just a hint, like (laughs) someone just like walked up and just like just (laughs) Josh Allen. Into the air. And that was just that version. I like Daniel Jones. I don't think he's great or anything like that, but I think he gets a lot more hate than he deserves. He had a fumble problem. I understand that. So he's got back to my turnovers. But his rookie year, 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, with still a bad team then. They need to fix the offensive line, which, I mean, they've got two top 10 picks. I think they're going to use both of them to do that, Um, plus a plethora throughout the rest of the draft. Um, Defensively, they're really good. Um, If all their weapons stay healthy. I like Brian Dable. I believe in Brian Dable. Maybe I'm a year early, but I'm going to buy into him uh, while uh, while it's getting hot. So Vikings and Giants are my two babies for this for this coming season, and I'm I really like, really hoping that the Giants do something. I do like the Brian Dable uh, signing. I did, you know, head coach. I, I yeah, do, I want to see what he can do with Daniel Jones, just for the sake of like. Let's see how much horsepower we can get in this car. It might break down before the season ends, uh, and it might let you know. Light well, there's a worse fire. strategy than just trying to build Buffalo Bills 2.0. Like, hey, yes. if you're a Giants fan, you're like, all right, let's let's roll. Like, right. I, I can yeah. get down with this vision. Yeah. Um, Jarrett, what can the good folks check out from you on your YouTube and everything else you got going on this week? Yeah, tomorrow, uh, like I said, debut episode of the Pump Fake. Uh, me, Benjamin Raven from N Live, will be discussing Detroit Lions, uh, the NFC North. Uh, I'll be breaking down more of my thoughts on a little bit of what we just talked about in terms of the Giants and the Vikings. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be happening tomorrow. Trivia Bowl 10 will be happening later this week. Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports is the current Trivia Bowl champion. So we'll see if uh, 
Thor Nystrom uh, and company can try to take that away from him. Trivia Bowl is my favorite show to do, and I'm so glad that so many people like it. Uh, each of the last two have gotten over 2,000 views, so thank you for everybody there who watches go. those. Um, so yeah, that's what I've got going on. Um, Buffalo Bills stuff at Sports Illustrated, Steelers stuff at Fansided, um, and then potentially something else. I'll tweet it if it happens, so we'll see. But yeah, that's uh, what I've got going on. Thor Nystrom's a strong football name. Uh, that Evan, it is. <laughs> what about you, man? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's 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 no surprise that I'm going to need you to go ahead and subscribe to the Pump Fake. Uh, <laughs> shout out to shout out to Jarrett and his uh, new podcast. We're going to go ahead and give everybody five star reviews for not only the Chase Thomas podcast, yeah, uh, but Jarrett Bailey's uh, new Lovely. podcast as well. Congratulations, man, on the rebrand. Um, and yeah, man. Just don't that just don't want to don't don't want to hear Jameis Winston's name for <laughs> maybe considering where we're at right now. Let's see, we got five months, five months. That's twenty weeks. So let's say twenty six weeks. Twenty six weeks before I hear about Jameis Winston. There you go. I'm, I'm gonna set a reminder in my phone actually right now for twenty six weeks to this day, and I'm just gonna send you a text. Remind me twenty six weeks there from now that it is okay to talk about Jameis Winston. <laughs> Jarrett Bailey, Evan Swords, always a pleasure. Thank you as always, and we'll have to check back in again soon. Appreciate you, buddy. All right, that'll do it for this edition here on the Chase Thomas Podcast. Thank you again to Jarrett and Evan for coming on this edition of the podcast. Go give them a follow if you have not already done so and check out their great uh, NFL coverage and uh, Steelers and Niners coverage. So, um, if you like today's episode and you're not already, make sure you hit that subscribe button on your podcast preference, uh, podcast app preference, so that you never miss a future episode. Um, if you're already subscribed and you enjoyed uh, today's episode, but you have not already done so, make sure you hit that pause button right now and leave this show a five star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you get your podcasts. You can email this very program at chasethomaspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at chase double underscore Thomas, like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash chasethomaswriter. And then, of course, Sports Renaissance Man, that's me, sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. Type in your email. All kinds of great written content from me every single day. Um, So go, 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 go. Go subscribe to that today. Um, That would be extremely helpful as I uh, really build that out. Um, you can also find me on YouTube, youtube.com, the Chase Thomas Podcast. That simple, that easy. Go ahead and do that today. And uh, yeah, all right, new episode coming tomorrow uh, and the next day and the next day because it's a daily podcast and I got new content coming for you guys every single day. Uh, thank you as always, and I will talk to you all very soon. I'm Derek. How'd I do? Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.